This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Dr. Raj podcast with Dr. Raj Dasgupta a show all about educating patients, students, and aspiring doctors about better patient care. Dr. Raj is a quadruple board-certified physician and associate professor at the University of Southern California. He was a co-host of the TNT series, Chasing the Cure with Ann Curry, as well as a regular on the TV show, The Doctors. And now, here's our show. Hi, and welcome to the Dr. Raj podcast. So what is this podcast about? This is not the one that's going to help you pass your board exams. This is going to be a different podcast. You know, this one today is all about wellness and happiness and helping others and bringing up topics that are kind of frustrating. And you know, the best part about it being my podcast is that I can kind of bring on guests that kind of help me out when I go through a difficult situation in my life. And you know what? I don't know when this podcast is going to get released, but it's tax season and it just passed and nothing gets me more frustrated than tax season. There's always these terminologies that I don't know. I'm always getting scolded because I should have invested in this and done that and I diversified. I'm like, what are these words? It's worse than medicine sometimes. So I thought we should have a podcast to help everyone out there. And maybe my listeners are way smarter than me and I think they just are, but hopefully this is going to help you out. So I actually got one of my friends who in fact is my financial service professional. Can you believe that title? AKA retirement specialist. Now, I didn't want to use that word because it implies I'm super old, I'm time to retire. But today, my guest is going to be Tina Camling. And I'm going to do the usual format. I'm going to read something about her, and she has a lot to read about. So she's been in the financial services and life insurance industry since 1991. Her experience, coupled with her dedication to quality service, has helped her build a reputation focused on customer care. And I can say that because she's my friend and I, she just, and she just provides wonderful service to me, my family, my friends. So Tina is a consistent million dollar round table. That's a real thing. Qualifying agent throughout her career. She represents many top rated companies and have access to specialized plans and programs that allow her to provide the best solutions for her clients. Her passion to always put clients needs First, coincides with her dedication to service. She listens intently and offers appropriate recommendations to issues concerning retirement, planning, estate planning, college funding, long-term care, and other business plans, just to name a few. Her unique style of attention to detail and providing clients with 
information in a clear and concise manner has earned her their trust and confidence that she has helped them achieve their financial goals. This is all true, and I can verify it. So today, Tina, thank you for being on the Dr. Raj podcast. How are you? Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Raj. I am good. I'm great. Um, Thank you for having me on your podcast. Well, you know, when I asked you to be on here backstage, you were pumped. They got me excited. And in fact, you came up with the title for this podcast. You said, you know what we should do, Raj? I'm like, what? We should do kind of a financial checkup. How cool is that? And you get the analogy of like how you go to a doctor to get a checkup, the same thing. So everyone, say thank you to Tina for this awesome time. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. All right. So let's do the meet and greet. Let's talk about you. And I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. So, you know, of all the things to get into, and if, you know, I know this is the audio, no one can see it. No, one reason me and Tina bonded so well, we're, we're both kind of Filipino, aren't we? Yes, yes, <laughs> that's right. That, that's, that, that our, that's our common route for sure. <laughs> now, you decided to go into a financial service professional. Like, let me just say it. Why didn't you go into nursing? So how did I get into this industry? Uh, yeah, so the history of how I came to the United States, you know, I migrated here back in 1988. And, uh, you know, my parents and I, my mother and my father came here to the United States. And I was a young teenager. And my mom and dad, they're already in their mid to late 60s. And so they were having a hard time adapting to the new environment. So my dad actually decided to go back to the Philippines and I decided to stay here and just kind of stick it out and just figure it out. And I'm so glad, of course, because in this country, we have so many different opportunities and I was really in awe and that if you were to work and work hard, that you will be able to attain whatever goals you may be able to dream of. And unlike other countries, or Mm -hmm. or at least where I came from, right? And so uh, that's exactly what I did. You know, uh, went to school, got several jobs and worked hard, saved up and got my own place and all of that. And one of my hobbies was basically on a Friday night is to balance my checkbook and pay my <laughs> bills and, you know, check out my assets and ways and understand and study how to be able to obtain more wealth. And so that's basically where the passion came from. I mean, everybody, of course, Uh, Whether they like it or not, they have to basically pay attention to their finances. And I had to, you know, it wasn't necessarily a choice. So I had to do that. I had to take care of myself financially and making sure that I have enough money to spend when I wanted to do something fun, right? Or a place where I wanted to live and all those things. And so during that journey, that's how I basically fell into this industry and just developed a passion for it. Well, I think that uh, if your idea of a good Friday night is balancing your <laughs> book, you definitely pick the right profession for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, let me ask you this. You know, what do you like the most about what you do? You mean, what, what gives you those warm, fuzzy feelings inside? Is it like dreaming of dollar signs when you're sleeping? What, what, <laughs> what, what do you like the most about it? <laughs> well, I know it might sound cheesy, but it's really helping people and being able to provide them some value. Right. And I know it's finances. I know it's numbers, um, <laughs> but there's an art to it. And also it really brings you peace. You know, um, financial stress is real and a lot of it comes from not knowing. And so if I'm able to share information and I know I can share information in just a short matter of time and I'll be able to bring some peace, at least for the moment, 
to that person, that's what I like the most is really seeing a person facial expression of being really stressed and to like lightening up and brightening up and kind of like that light bulb coming on and saying, yes, okay, I get it. I, I see it now and being inspired to continue on. That's what I love about the profession. So are you seeing those expressions in my face every time? <laughs> Sometimes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Financial planning, you know, when I, when I think about the word, it's kind of like internal medicine, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. like medicine is really broad and you could go into many different specialties, the lungs, the kidney, the heart. I guess my question to you is, I mean, what area are you really focusing on when it comes to financial planning? The area that is most overlooked, I believe, is taxes. <laughs> I know you mentioned that it was just uh, that it just passed taxes and just passed for most people, but it's definitely a significant part of the whole financial planning process. It's a significant portion of it, you know. It's not a small amount like 2% or 3%. It's like 30 to some, it's 40%, almost half. And so that's a big part that definitely needs to be addressed, needs to be considered and needs to be a part of the whole planning process. And a lot of the different articles that I see out there, you know, talking about different accounts that they would mention, whatever it might be, 401ks, cryptos, mutual funds, EFTs, and all of those things. Um, Those are all, there's some tax implications to it. And again, it's something that is significant. So if you may think that you have $100,000, that's not necessarily the case because (laughs) a big part of it, you know, we have to pay taxes to the government. Two things. Number one, you just showed me that whole different language of what you do. I mean, I think you mumbled a bunch of different things. I heard cryptos. What, what, what is that? I mean, now, now I feel like I need to take out my pen and paper and take some notes. Yeah, there's a lot of trends, of course, that's out there right now. And a finance talk is a very hot topic. Some people may say, okay, this is the way to do it. And this is what you should do and what should you should participate into um, new things such as cryptocurrency. And that is something relatively new. And uh, there's so many different things out there. And uh, crypto is basically another area in finance opportunities that you can participate into. It's still not as regulated as most of the traditional (laughs) types of investment options, but um, it's a new thing that's coming out. So again, there's a lot of other regulations that kind of, come in the future for it. But, you know, there's different opportunities. Absolutely. But again, it's just kind of understanding where you're at and what types of opportunities that you can take advantage of. And I also like what you said about like when you get your your paycheck, I know that every time I do something good or I think it's good and I'm like, oh, look, Michelle, my wife, like, look what I made. And she's like shaking her head back and forth. No, you didn't make that. You just have to cut that in half. And that's what you're going to keep. I like what you said. Let me take a step back and ask you, we said, what's your favorite area of financial planning? But can you just tell me what is financial planning in general and, and how do you do it? So this is where the checkup comes in, right? And kind of looking at it holistically. So financial planning is more of a long-term planning. It's not, you know, to get rich fast. So we have to look at it in a holistic sense. So basically what I do in my process is I do data gathering, or we call it fact-finding or discovery process. 
it's kind of like if we were related to medicine or healthcare, you know, this is when we check our vitals, right? So what is your goal? You know, that's the number one question is, or the, the first question is, what is your goal? What are you trying to achieve? And a lot of people will say, you know, the most common answers that I get would be purchasing a home, right? The American dream, uh, retirement planning, retirement preparation, or college funding for kids. So it all depends on, you know, what, stage in life you're at, whether you're a young professional or pre-retiree or a retiree or a business owner, whatever it might be, we need to understand what that goal is. And so there could be several of them and we can, we just basically need to line them up and understand that so that we can categorize it and tackle it one by one or all at the same time. And, and then, like I said, we know we need to understand the vitals. We need to understand the landscape. In medicine, of course, we check all the different vitals, your, your heartbeat, your blood pressure, all of those things. And so we need to kind of understand what we're working with. So we need to understand your income and your expenses and what your assets are. And so we need to kind of understand and what the allocations are that you're currently at. What are your contributions, if there are any? So we need to just understand the blueprint. And then from there, you know, uh, once, so you, usually I get, I do that process for a few minutes and then um, I like to provide substance. You know, I don't like to just say, okay, well, thank you for all that information. Then I'll see you on the next appointment. And it's like, <laughs> oh, what just happened? Right. So I like to provide some substance, which is education again, similar to medicine, I guess, and in healthcare and just kind of explaining how things connect with each other. So that way I will be able to provide some substance on that first appointment. And then I, you know, give the education on taxes, you know, understanding uh, a lot of times most people would have, say, uh, a 401k or a 403b and whatever their contribution or maybe they're not contributing to it. And I just want to explain to them what the importance of understanding it and what ways that they can maximize these types of opportunities. And then I kind of line up the different investment options because that's also another popular question that I get. It's like, where should I invest my money? Right. And so we, the answer is not just one answer. It has to be a combination of things. And then, you know, I share information on how to grow wealth. And I think two things in growing wealth, which is one, to maximize all the different benefits that you have. And number two, at the same time, minimizing your taxes. If you combine those two, that's basically the best way that you can maximize all of these different opportunities and your wealth and your different benefits in order to achieve the goal. But I know we, I simplified all of that, but obviously there's a lot of details that comes along with it. I mean, it took a while before we actually became air quote partners, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. would talk and we'd have a dinner and kind of get to know Michelle, my wife and our family. So I know you did a really awesome job about just kind of what you call data gathering. So I could definitely vouch she did an awesome job in doing that. So I know I have some specific questions out there and I kind of got these questions from my listeners and I knew I was getting a, a financial service professional on board. but you know, let's just for a second go a little off topic and, and talk about those taxes. In, in, in broad stroke, what are some nice little tips to kind of like to, to help out with minimizing taxes in general? So the average person listening could kind of get some some general tips for that. Um, yeah, there's definitely accounts out there to minimize taxes. And again, it's uh, understanding at what point we're trying to save taxes on. And of course, the answer would be now and also tomorrow or in the future. You've heard of accounts there, or some of you might have heard of accounts such as Roth IRA or traditional IRAs or your 401ks, right? So these are retirement assets. And these retirement assets, 
have certain rules and regulations and certain benefits that you can gain from it. So, but there's two things. There's the Roth IRA and then there's also the traditional IRA. So the Roth IRA is something that you save on taxes in the future, not now. So whatever money that you put in there, it's still all geared towards retirement. But Roth and IRA are both things we think about when we talk about the terminology of retirement, correct? Correct. Yes. So IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account. Okay. So, um, so what a Roth IRA again is for something that a person can take advantage of in order to have a tax-free retirement asset, asset, financial asset, you know, money that you're going to have in retirement. But any amounts or funds or money that you apply into these accounts, you basically have programmed it for you to use it at retirement because that's exactly what these accounts are designed for. They're not designed to send your kids to college. They're not designed to use it to buy a home. They're not designed for you to use when you travel. What it's designed for specifically is for retirement income to be more specific. That's what it's for. So again, on the Roth asset is basically tax-free retirement for in the future, right? So whatever money that you've set aside right now, if you put it in a Roth account, a Roth asset, then you put the money in today and you don't get a tax deduction. But once you do retire, so when you reach that age, then you can get all of those assets tax-free, no penalties, no taxes. So you can use it for that purpose. So and quick question, so, question. So if I put in 10000 in my Roth IRA, when I retire at the retirement age, I get all that $10,000 back and they don't put no taxes on it, correct? No taxes, no penalties, and plus nice. the growth that you're going to gain from it. So again, if okay. you're putting it into a retirement asset, mm-hmm. uh, in your example, you want to make sure you put it into something that's going to earn interest, yep. right? And okay. that all depends on your risk tolerance. You know, are you more on an aggressive side? Or are you more on a conservative side? But you definitely want to grow that asset because if you put in that 10000 and so, I don't know, 20 years from now, you don't want it to be 10000 You want it to be not. 10 times the amount. Yay. And so that amount there is all tax-free. You can take it all out all at once, spend it all in one sitting if you want to. But I mean, obviously not. But yeah, anyway, no. if, you, if you do that, then and it's tax-free. And that, again, is just a part, just a part of your portfolio. And how does and that compare the Roth compared to the IRA? I want to make sure. Right. So the flip that. side of it is the traditional. So traditional IRA. So that's the Roth IRA and then the traditional IRA. The traditional IRA is basically used in order to lessen your taxes today. So it's a pre-tax qualified asset, meaning that you don't pay taxes on it yet. You will pay taxes on it in the future. But in the meantime, whatever money that you're putting into this account is going to be tax deductible. So whatever your gross income is or adjusted gross income, if you put in, let's say, $10,000, then you minus that. And so let's say you earn $100,000, you put in $10,000 into it. You don't get taxed on the $100,000, you get taxed on the $90,000. Just to simplify it. right? Yeah, no, I like that. Nice numbers. So is one better than the other, or do you choose one or the other based upon your financial situation and what you want to accomplish? You can have both. And again, it's just basically okay. balancing act. You know, we don't just live for today and we don't just live for the future. So again, having a plan, having a strategy is really the most important thing and not really just 
going on a trend and um, putting all in one basket, right? So that's what it means by diversification because you've used that word earlier. Diversify is basically put some here, put some there. And that's how you can maximize all of these different opportunities. You know, I was going to ask you right now, like, hey, what's the best investment options out there? So is Roth and traditional IRA, are they investment options or are these just talking about retirement plans? Yeah. So uh, it's it's the registration of an account, right? So a Roth IRA, there's rules that comes along with it. I know I used the example $10,000, but the maximum right now is basically 6000 if you're under 50 and oh. 7000 if you're over 50. 50. But, you know, there's rules that comes along with it. And uh, so those are registration types of an, of an account. But if you okay. have, and if you open up a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, you have different investment options to put that money into or invest that money into. It could be a savings, it could be CD, it could be stocks, it could be mutual <laughs> funds, it could be crypto, whatever that might be. And that's what I mean by it all depends on your risk tolerance. And you don't have to put it all in one thing. It could be diversified. It could be all of the above. So to answer the question, what's the best investment out there? Really, it's all of the above. Put some here, put some there. Those are ways that you can, again, maximize and diversify your risks and diversify your growth. The stock market doesn't just go straight up. It does go up and down. So so this is great for the listeners. I hope I'm not the only one that has like light bulb lighting up. And so you know, any of my listeners could say, hey, at this stage of my life, even if you're early in your career, you know, get a Roth IRA or and an IRA, a traditional IRA. And when the money goes there, that money is invested is what it is, right? Correct. Yes. Different ways to invest it. And Tina, my question to you is, do most people submanage these investments in the Roth IRA and IRA? Or is that where you kind of jump in and say, hey, Here's the different ways to invest it. What have you seen in your career so far? Right. Well, so again, the great thing about, you know, in this country is that we have options, right? Or in this life, we have options. And so that all depends on um, (laughs) the individual, right? And so I would say the best way in order to quote unquote win, right, is to work with a financial professional like myself, right? And I know what I do is that basically I create a map. Right. So I like to look at things in one sheet and I create that particular report for my clients so that we can easily see the opportunities and the gaps or the gaps and the opportunities, ways that we can enhance the portfolio so that we can discuss it and lay out all the different options. I like to simplify things because I know it's overwhelming for a lot of people, but if you look at it visually and see that map in a way, and I guess an EKG and understand where things are happening, (laughs) right? And so, uh, or your x-ray, I guess. And so we can take a look and see, again, ways that we can enhance and develop and improve the areas where we need to. Okay, so on a different note, before we go back to finances, all right, do you eat Filipino food? And what is your favorite Filipino food? Oh my goodness, yes, I eat Filipino food. And I don't cook though, but my favorite Filipino food, I would say, is this dish called sarikare which is oh. like a peanut soup with tripe and vegetables and oxtail, you know, meshed with peanut butter soup. So anyway, I love it so much. Are you going to bring that over <laughs> next time you visit me? I want some homemade you eat like, those? <laughs> Tina, Tina's uh, peanut soup, man. 
All right. You're going to go for the, the traditionals. I thought you were going to say lumpia, which is like a little egg roll. Lumpia is definitely, yeah, is a snack that, <laughs> you know, we can eat any time of the day. <laughs> so back, back to finances. One thing I'll, I'll tell everyone is that when Tina comes to our house and she always like has this amazing PowerPoint and she makes me and my wife sit down and she has this wonderful roadmap that she makes for us. Uh, she's telling the truth. She's just amazing. She really simplifies things. And as you Thank can you. Tell, from this interview, um, she does a great job uh, bringing me up the par. So I want to make sure I talk about this because this is another part that many people are confused about. 401k, it's just a really broad term. Oh, my 401k, you know? So mm-hmm. a lot of people will say to maximize it. Can you define what a 401k is first and how you maximize it and then address, and you came up with this question, you smarty, is that the right thing to do? Is this part of that retirement thing? Is this an adjunct to the Roth IRA and IRA and all that kind of good stuff? To some, it might be a uh, great consideration or good benefit, a great benefit to maximize their 401k. A lot of times I see that for people that are in higher tax brackets, meaning that they are earning more money. So highly compensated individuals can benefit in maximizing their 401k. But so 401k is basically a retirement asset uh, provided by a private sector employer company. And 401k is actually a tax code. You know, again, it relates to private sectors or private companies. And these are, again, designed for retirement. Maximizing your 401k is to basically to lower your current tax bracket. So that's why I think it is definitely something to be considered for highly compensated individual. The other thing is that employers sometimes provide a uh, incentive that if you were to participate in your 401k, if you contribute to it, then they're also going to match it, right? And so if your employer is matching your 401k, definitely you want to take advantage of that, at least up to the match that they are providing. You know, so for example, if an employer is going to match 4% of every 4% that you contribute, then do that. And that's free money. And you definitely want to take advantage of that. But again, 401k are, is a pre-tax type of an asset, which means you're going to pay taxes on it later. So you don't necessarily want to just develop or accumulate all taxable assets in the future. You want to have some room for things that are not taxable also. You want some tax-free assets as well. So again, it's a balance, right? So this is when that asset map really helps us and benefit us to just, again, just take a look at the checkup, right? Your financial wellness and see there are ways that we might be able to develop and enhance and improve on our portfolio. But to answer again your question, um, <laughs> is that the right thing to do? To some, it is the right thing to do. But again, we just have to take a look on the individual situation. So I have a 401k. So mm-hmm. whatever is in there, when it's time for me to retire and I get my 401k, the government's going to tax me on my 401k. Money's going to, they're going to take some money out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And once again, you know, you think you have X amount there, but then when it comes to what you have in your hand, it's not what you see because you forget, I forget the government's going to tax it. And take education, home. I think, is definitely mm-hmm. a, a big thing that needs to be relayed and shared with, with individuals because I work with many employees that really needed understanding and better comprehension of what a 401k is and what ways that they can do to be able to manage it. A lot of times people will take money out of their 401ks for different reasons other than retirement, but just put it in perspective. You know, if you do that, there's a lot of 
consequences to uh, face, which is one, taxes, and number two, penalties if you're under a certain age. And again, that can add up to at least 40%. Yep. So if you think that you're taking out 10,000, you're really going to just get a net of maybe 6,000 or so. And the rest wow. goes to taxes and penalties if, yeah. if it is not done correctly. So again, it's just important to have a good understanding of these things. So before we go to the next question, so, so far, what do we tell our listeners when it comes to time for retirement, we said, hey, ask a financial expert about IRA and Roth IRA, which one's good for you, the 401k that uh, see if your job has one, see if it benefits you from maximizing it. But those are going to be the main things that are going to help you once you retire. And did I say that correctly? Yes. Again, these accounts okay. are designed specifically for retirement income. Mm. That's what it's I, designed for. I feel mm-hmm. so, I mean, I, I feel pumped right now. I love this. Okay. So hey, next question. A lot of people say, hey, when you retire, will you have less taxes? That's a popular I'm question. For that. Please say yes. Please say yes. Please say yes. <laughs> In your situation, <laughs> unfortunately, no. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, people might think that, but there's a few factors there. One is the standard of living that you you want and need, and which means you will need income. And if most of your assets are in the taxable asset and you're going to draw from it, in addition to whatever other retirement income might, you might be receiving, such as social security or pension, if you have any of those, adding those up, I mean, it could easily be anywhere from $60,000, $100,000 a year. And that's you retiring. And all of those assets are taxable assets. And you're not necessarily going to be in a lesser tax bracket. Um, I've worked with a lot of retirees and they're earning 120, 140 a year. And, um, and it's because they saved really well. And now they're just living the retirement life, but the income that they're receiving are all taxable. So it's as if they're working. And so, yeah, it's not necessarily the case is, is the answer. So I got two more questions and I love these ones. So I think this really has to do with you know, no matter how many times you've given me this spiel, and I'll tell everyone listening today, this is not the first time, you know, Tina has explained this to me, but it's hard because I think that for most individuals, you listen to this terminology and taxes definitely once a year, you know what I mean? And that's where you need that refresher. So if people are listening today, wants to navigate through this confusing financial thing or get more information or not get overwhelmed, what is the best first step to put them in the right direction to understand things a little bit better? Being in the profession that I'm in right now, obviously, I would say, is definitely seek out a financial expert or financial professional such as myself and a good one, (laughs) someone (laughs) that is not necessarily just going to sell you a product, right, and do a specific transaction. See, I always kind of think that, again, relating it to medicine, it's like prescribing things without really understanding what the vitals are or what the conditions are. So it's not the one answer. It's not like, oh, no, you should go into crypto or you should um, invest in Amazon or Tesla and, or go into these EFTs and NFTs that we are hearing right now. So seeking out a financial professional, a good one, that will provide the holistic plan for you and really lay it out there, having a report, a clear understanding. And I know it's nerve wracking and scary for some people to just kind of face it. But I can speak from my experience that a lot of times is that when I would say, let's meet, let's have a conversation. 
I promise you, I can, I cannot guarantee you returns of your money, of your investments, but what I can guarantee you is that you will feel a lot better and that you will have a better understanding as to where you're at and what you need to do. So again, seeking out a good financial professional to be able to sit down and understand and basically someone handholding you to understand where you're going. Again, another analogy that I like to use <laughs> is that if you're wanting to lose weight, which is always something that I am trying to do, but anyway, <laughs> if, if you have a dietitian and if you have a personal trainer, you'll definitely achieve that goal. So again, seeking a financial professional will be able to handhold you and guide you through whatever goals, financial goals that you would like to achieve. So that's what I would say is first step is have a conversation with that good financial professional. Tina, I love your analogies. And, you know, just to kind of build your ego up a little bit, I mean, what, what I personally just love about you is I, you really do great handholding. And, you know, as you could tell with the podcast, I didn't know a lot about this. You're so good at explaining things. And my mom loves you. And you my mom, <laughs> and you. she uh, she just thinks you're amazing. And, you know, you're always available and you really take the time. And I, you're very patient. And I don't think I ever tell you that. Sometimes the questions I ask are very repetitive and you're just so amazing how you just kind of put me at ease, say, don't, you don't mind taking extra time with me. The last question was I asked, you know, my listeners, hey, what, what do you want? And there was a big list, but I know we only have a certain amount of time together. This one made me laugh a little bit. So I'm going to ask you to. One of my listeners wants to know, so how do I get rich? <laughs> <laughs> how do you get rich? You know, the whole adage of basically don't spend beyond your means, right? And understand what's coming in because it's so interesting that some of my clients don't know what their income and what's coming in and and they don't know what's going out, right? So save money and, you know, a little bit at least for the future and don't spend too much and live within your means and be able to take advantage of all of these different resources and opportunities that a lot of people, all of us have around us, including employer benefits, such as those 401ks, 403bs, and these Roth accounts, and um, just diversify. Oh, and another thing is you've got to manage your risks, you know, so being able to transfer your legacy from one generation to another. There's definitely ways to do that. And again, I love talking about that, and I love <laughs> being able to share that information to others. But, you know, those are the basics to get to that point and then basically go from there. <laughs> well, you know what? You set yourself up because you said you love talking about this stuff. So is there a way I could get you back on the podcast, you know, maybe around next tax season again so you could help put us at ease? Yes, oh, absolutely. For those of you that have filed for extensions, then I guess I can come back in October. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're right. a great salesperson. I love you. Um, but with that being said, I tell you, we got a chemistry here because my final thing is for people who enjoyed this podcast, wants to meet you, learn more about you, get more information. How can they do that? How can they get a hold of you? So I recently partnered up with a good friend of mine um, who has a larger organization that actually works with a lot of public sector entities. And so ERB Wealth, and that is the company that I'm um, currently affiliated with. And so the, the website is erbwealth.com. If you need my information, absolutely get in touch with Dr. Raj, and I'd be more than happy to sit down with you, whatever amount of time that you would need in order for me to be able to share any information just to help you out really. And that's, that's what I love about 
you know, having this knowledge and being able to share it with others. And so I would like to be able to simplify at least a particular concept that you might needing understanding on and basically relay my message to you. You're right. Once again, all your information will be in our show notes for our listeners today. And I just want to thank you once again for coming here. You're just super amazing. I hope everyone got a little knowledge and becomes a little bit more richer, if that's even the word to use. (laughs) And I stay tuned for the next Dr. Raj podcast. Tina, you're the best. Thank you for coming today. Thank you very much for having me. And I look forward to um, visiting with you again. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Ars Longa Media. Our producers are Madison Linden and Chris Brightigan. Our executive producer is Dr. Patrick Beeman. This podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended for medical advice. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis.